At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Morning, everybody, and welcome to today's Sunday Q&A. Sorry it's a bit late. Um, I had a, we, we did a bit of a, we did some pro bono work yesterday. <laughs> Got to throw a bit back, haven't you, if you can? Um, the story is about about five, five and a half years ago, my daughter went out with a geezer, um, and we felt sorry for the boy, and he sort of, he was a bit down his luck and stuff like that, we moved him in. Um, turned out to be a bit of a nutter. And after about 18 months of what turned out to be a bit of a griefy kind of relationship, uh, they eventually split up and he kicked him away with their girl. Um, and my daughter met this girl and went, don't do it. He's a bit of a nutter. But, you know, now he's blind, they say. Can't sit myself. Um, four years later, he's basically drained her emotionally, drained her of all of her dough. Um, but my daughter and this girl have become friends and she was stuck up in Sheffield. And they wanted 1,400 quid to move her back from Sheffield. And I kind of went, well, we're not having that. So me and Veronica and Ronnie's boyfriend, Dave, drove up to Sheffield, got the gear on a lorry, drove it down to NK with the help of her dad and her brother-in-law, who used to play rugby for England, a guy called Sam. Nice guy. Um, uh, got that unloaded into the garage, because then got that off. Me, in the meantime, a Saturday here, I had to get two, two tyres on two lorries, Repair a windscreen on a lorry and do a PMI on a lorry. You know, of all the times when I didn't, I needed to be around on a Saturday. But fortunately, I've got good people around me. The tire guy sorted it, the windscreen guy sorted it. My mechanic is the best man in the world. Um, so everything off went on for that hitch. And then, of course, I wasn't loaded for Saturday, so I had a chat with Colin at Smithies, who's got. I've got three days next week. Three, three. I've got to move an Arctic's load of pallets down to Southampton. They can't put it down in the in the. Um, Arctic because of access. It's 40 planets, so it's three trips. Although they've turned out to be Euros, so it's probably going to be like two and a half trips. Um, got that done, and by the time I got back, there was no time left. There was time to have a curry and watch that new Daisy May Cooper thing, which is great, on the telly, and go back. So I've got up this morning, I'm doing it. So there you go. Sure, you didn't need to hear any of that, but hey, I'd like to tell you about my life. A very sad, lonely individual, really. Spend most of my time on a truck listening to the radio. <laughs> so. This week on the introduction, uh, David Forty Five HGV says, "LOL, he's the guy." You know, we did the thing about the missing video, and you guys, fair play to you. 
Um, it said the missing video. I'm going to give you an update now. It says, I'm the guy. I'm happy to say the part has landed. The mechanic has the part in his hand and it's being fitted tonight. Yes, tonight. They work 24 hours Mercedes. They work 24 hours a day. I'm not going to knock anyone or anything. You get what you pay for. Unfortunately, I just can't, can't justify paying nearly double for my work. Oh, and I think he's got a number by Rock God now because I put him in touch with Rock God because they're in the same area up there. So hopefully you've got the number you guys are in touch. And I would just like to say to everybody who enabled David to get back on the road like an absolute rocket... Power to the people! <laughs> That's why I had the hat on. Hmm. Yeah, I was kind of, um, what did it do me, Wolfie Smith bit there? There you go. So well done, everybody. Brilliant. Yeah, now we got David back on the road and hopefully got him some connections and hopefully the future's so bright he's going to have to wear shades. That was a song by Timbuk3. So, the main video this week is why is the CX so expensive? And it comes up time and time and time again. And I've got to say, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's a very mixed, an evenly mixed response, which I'm kind of pleased about. I wonder if we get a backlash or something like that, but an evenly mixed response. I obviously like the CX because I use it all the time, but that's not to say there aren't things wrong with it. It is too dear and, you know, but, so uh, anyway, it's not about me, it's about you guys. So, Fit Stephen Fitzpatrick says, One of the CX team told me themselves it's priced as high as it is because it's a premium service and the high price keeps every Tom, Dick and Harry away from, with a van joining and tarnishing the reputation as a reliable platform. There may be an element of truth of this. Otherwise, you could just have a rusty motor, pay your 40 quid, have do an absolute nightmare job and then just fall off the CX and it wouldn't work. Unfortunately, the same argument also works for, I once heard a story about a king who was told that the clothes were so fabulous that only the people that had the best taste could see them. And there were no clothes. <laughs> so, I mean, it's Christian Anderson, I'm sure we remember it from our childhood. Is that an argument? Now, I want to say, the question, is that a genuine argument or is that just a sales pitch? But it doesn't matter at the end of the day because the price is what it is. Pay it, don't pay it. You know, what a Doris kind of thing, like you know. So, moving on, old um, Ian the Shipper says, "Oh, but because I did the thing about supply and demand, he's, I knew there'd be more, people more switched on than me. There always is." Uh, he said, "The price always goes on the y-axis and the quantity on the x-axis. The CX is very close to perfect competition. Drivers are all drivers are price takers, not price setters. Well, okay. Um, the supply curve would look like a moon shape, which is, I presume, like that." Um, and the demand will be horizontal line at a fixed price. It, it's all it's all nonsense though in business. The price you price as much as you can get away with. This is exactly the point. Yeah, uh, parental efficiency is what we want. A situation where shippers, drivers, and end users are treated equitably. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of equity. Um, I mean, equality doesn't work as a, as a thing because not everyone's equal. But equity, everyone should have a fair crack of the rip. Absolutely. He goes on to say, big companies generally charge a percentage of turnover, i.e. 2 to 3% of turnover is their price for an owner-driver because they know they can get away with it. If a typical owner-driver does 45k plus that business a year, the CX costs 2.5% this. Now, if you look at it from that point of view, if someone says, I am going to throw you a year's worth of business, and in return I want 2.5% of your turnover or 2.5% of your profit, I think most of us would say fine. 
If someone turned around to you and said, you're going to make £100,000 this year, and at the end of the year, I want two and a half grand, which means you're going to walk away with £97,500. You go, okay. I'd go, okay. You might turn around and go, I'm not giving you two and a half grand of my money. But if you don't give them two and a half grand of your money, you won't get the hundred grand, you won't get 97,500, will you? Because it costs to find these things. But we'll come on to this. Um, Godzilla says, CX is genius and downfall is both the same. They won't do month to month. When it's quiet, when it's quiet CX isn't worth the money. It's an expense no one wants. When it's busy, it's just about okay price-wise. If you have an ability to earn a grand a week, minus expenses though, then it, 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 then it has a worth, although... It's still out there in cost, but not a million miles away from what it's, what it's worth to a courier. The hard part is justifying paying a full year subscription when 30% of the time it simply isn't worth it. You can go quarterly after you've paid the year. You used to be able to pay six months. Now I think it's got to be a year, but if you get to the end of the year, you can switch to quarterly. So you pay every three months, which is what we do, because otherwise it would be a heart attack time. Um, I think a quarterly bills is something like, I think it's two grand. It can't be that much. It can't be that much. Although we had bought truck number five. Yes, finally got there. Um, Al done a good deal with him as well. It's one of, ironically enough, it's one of the people we do work for. Um, but they've said that we use it for our, our, spare, our spare haulage, and we haven't got the spare haulage at the moment. So it's a DAF, CF, sleeper, the same as John's truck. So John's getting it, and we get a new one. So that's coming at the end of next week. Get it. The two new batteries. Needs two new batteries. Um, PMI'd, all up to speed. It's up at Coventry. We've even got a driver we're trying to drive out this week because he's um, John's on holiday, so we're trying to make any other trucks. So I'm really pleased. Truck number five comes in, maybe truck number five, six by Christmas or spring, and then I become the fifth wheel. So I'm just going to open the door. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, by fifth wheel, I kind of mean a spare wheel, you know, because a fifth wheel is the thing on the lorry that sort of up and down to trailer, I think. Probably wrong. Um, yeah, I'm going to kind of be the guy who floats around. Uh, fills in the gaps, which means you'll probably see me a lot of other different trucks. So, you know, I'll be able to tell you what they like to drive. This manual, a new one, that's a shame, but yeah, anyway. Um, Mark the Courier says, enjoys the videos. Uh, trouble with the CX is it has no rival, and I think this is a very valid point. Um, I'm not tech-savvy enough, but surely someone out there could set up a platform where it's free to join, but they charge 2% of every job. This would be far more appealing to all couriers, with high fuel costs and the CX going up city prices. Surely this is going to see many couriers go under. There is an argument that you actually to operate the app, it's not expensive. Once you probably, app development is probably very expensive. But once it's there, it's an evergreen product. It's up and running, you have to tweak it from time to time. The problem is getting everybody onto it. You kind of, I don't think the app setup is the difficulty, it's getting um, work. Because there's plenty of other apps that you can join, plenty of other things are out there, but there's no work on them. Where do CX scores is there's plenty of work. And I do know there are plenty of companies out there, you know, the sort of the Green Lorry Brigade and the, uh, and the Parcel Line Brigade. There's plenty of lorries out there that have got lots and lots of work all of the time. But they don't do it. I don't know why they don't do it. But while there is, you see, from our point of view, I'll come up to that at the end. Um, yeah, if I remember. Let's carry on. Sorry, I'll keep jumping the gun. Godzilla says, he, uh, he, he makes a further point on this one. He said, Google, this isn't right. Okay, so on the app development thing. Google considered what it would cost to set up a rival to eBay. So had eBay costed up for the exact same platform, came to 200 million. 
It's a thought that if certain couriers wanted to create a rival for the CX, they could band together and absorb the cost to create a fairer, easier to use, more accountable system than a better price. I'm surprised for 200 million that um, Google didn't do it because 200 million is more change to Google. They make billions. That's kind of that's kind of like a, that's kind of like a day's earnings, I should think. But who knows? Uh, Bell Sization says. <clears throat> I'm with Baron Woods, an Arctic owner driver, and I can honestly say that it's not as bad as some say. Um, I use them purely for a backload setup, so it's proven themselves to be rather good. They tend to average two and a half to three pound a mile. Yeah, that's what we charge. Two and a half for an eight, two and a half for seven and a half ton, three pound for an eighteen ton. Um, the only issue I have with them is they are mo they mostly do curtain stroke flatbed loads, and I have a fridge trailer. Yes, you are in a specialist line. I've got to start writing down because I'm doing timestamps and I've got to work out where I can put videos and stuff. It just makes my life easier. Um, yeah, the thing is, because you're in a specialist lorry, it's not that much fridge work. But having said that, if you happen to be the right guy in the right time, you say someone, if someone turns around and says, I desperately need, um, I wouldn't, wouldn't be pallets in a fridge lorry, it might be, let's say it's pallets. Uh, the equivalent of 10 pallets moved and it's got to be moved now, and I need a fridge trailer now, you could charge them the earth. Because otherwise that load goes off, and they, you know, say the load's worth £100,000, they lose the load. If you tell them and say, I'll do it, it's going to cost you two grand, they say, fine. I would, rather than lose £100,000 worth of frozen food. But that remains to be seen. Uh, Longfinger says, when I cried recently, they've upped their price to nearly £1,800 a year. Mate, it's probably true. I don't know. I don't know what they charge. I don't get involved with these kind of things anymore. I know it's not cheap, but all I know is it's not cheap, but it makes me money. And uh, that was a story I was going to tell you. I used to work for a guy when I was a kid, when I was on um, Ford and Market. I was always keen to make money as a young man. Um, and he was a demonstrator. Um, we've done ones about um, demonstrators before, back in the day, when I was doing the Market Trader videos. And... Um, he used to do, they had two little stools. One of them was the Kitchen Devil knives, little knives, and it just shows how sharp they are and look how it cuts and you know, and sort of, it can cut. How do you know if a knife's sharp? I said this to a lady once, she said, well, you run it down your thumb, if your thumb falls off, it's a sharp knife, sharp knife. No, it's not how you do it. And then you get a Coke can and cut the Coke can. It was beautiful to watch, it was really entertaining. And the other guy did the Combi Chef, which is the one where it's sort of, uh, you know, you, you put like um, a potato in there, and you go, chips fly out the other end it slices it dices it even makes coleslaw they were really good and the guy turned around to me and he said we do the ideal home exhibition he said for a 10 foot square pitch now at the time i'm going back i was sort of selling balloons on the market i was about eight i'm 52 now so we're going back the best part of 50 years and the average rent on a market store in 40 quid he said the rent for the ideal home exhibition for four days, it's 10 grand. And I said to him, I wouldn't buy it. He said, believe me, Peter, you would. Now, I've always said, I'll pay you a million pound rent if I'm going to make 10 million pound. I don't care. Because I'm going to make nine, you know, I'll get nine million pound on the deal. It's not a matter of how much it is. It's a matter of, is it going to earn you money? And is it going to earn you enough money? And there's the question. So, Nikki Langford says... I paid £2,000 in the CX, then spent another £5,000 on trying to stay out there. And every day you think some days, it's about 40 days, 60 days on the invoicing, this is a problem. Um, waiting for your money. Um, it's a joke because you have days off, 
you don't pay anyone who thinks this is good and not and, I'm sorry, I've lost the last bit there, Nicky Langford. Basically, he says, stay away from the CX, it's a joke. If This is the thing I didn't understand. He said, if you do well, watch it go up next year. How could you even get back? Shut the door on you. Um, the one thing I've also said, Nicky, that as far as I know they don't do, is um, they won't look at what you've made. They won't turn around and go, oh, look at Nicky. Nicky's made a load of money this year. We're going to charge him through the nose. Their price is their price. So if you ring up and your best mate Barry rings up, you're going to get 1,800 quid and he's going to get 1,800 quid. He might get a slightly better deal than you because he gets through to the right person. They can say, well, let's see what I can do for you and all that kind of stuff. But on the whole, it's not index linked to the amount of money you earn. You pay what everybody else pays. So it is at least equitable from that point of view. It's fair. Whether you decide to go for it or not, it's up to you. Um... Gwynov Dimitru says, the CX is a bunch of drivers and brokers. The problem is the cost per mile. If the driver is willing to drive 300 miles for 85p, they don't understand pricing. The more time the job takes, the more money there should be. It's an inconclusion. Drivers need to raise their prices per mile. Long haul and long wheelbase should be at least £1.10. The thing that you've got here, Dimitru, is the fact that, um, sorry, um, Gwynov, is the fact that there is an awful lot of competition. And this is the frustrating thing. When it comes down to pricing for jobs, there's a massive amount of competition because there's a load of people in vans that are out there prepared to do it. When it comes down to the actual platform that we use, there is absolutely no competition whatsoever because it's a self-made monopoly because there's only one platform we can use. What we really need is two platforms. And if there were two platforms equally, they would be fighting each other for price and the price would go down. But at the moment, there isn't two platforms, so we've just got to go with what we've got, and that's the way I see it. Uh, Paul Sherwood says, he says, fair enough, you're paying to work, but someone else is taking up your earning time. There has to be competition. Exactly right, yeah, but there isn't. So you just got to work out if it's worthwhile to you. Uh, Jeremy Hawker says, Pete, he says, I don't know what's the matter with these people with the so-called courier businesses. It costs money to gain work. We are on the CX, but, but when you compare the cost of what we do, running the website, the search engine optimization, the pay-per-click along with the direct marketing, well, they have, they've got a good deal. So the CX is well worth the money. And this is another good point. It costs money to get work. So you say, well, the CX is expensive. Then work out how much it costs for your Google Ads. Work out how much it costs for your time to print some flyers to then spend a day going around an industrial estate to maybe get one lead. And then go, well, pro rata... The CX might have cost me a quid that day, and I could have got five jobs off it. So you've got you've got to compare and trust. And I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you how I see it. Uh, van on the run says the, the one driver, one van, sole trader membership at 805 pound per annum is good value in my opinion. Of course, the price is only one factor in the value. People often think that something that is expensive must be bad for the purchaser, but this isn't the case. It all depends on how much you utilise it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's interesting how Van on the Run says that uh, so one van sold trader sold membership. He's got a price of 805 whereas Longfinger has been quoted in £1,800. And the one thing I will say to you, if you're going to go for it, I'll say this to everybody, get the cheapest one possible. On one van, one sole trader, not limited, not, you know, that, you want to be that registered, but that shouldn't make a difference. Not a company, just me and the motor, that's it. I want the bog, do you want this to go with it? Do you? No, I don't want any of that. You can always upgrade later. Just get the most basic package you possibly can, like, you know, so, um, mm, yeah. 
and also find it steve at sdc services says the cx is a bit of marmite works for me it's not cheap but there's nothing else so so chin up and get on with it the cx is going to change a lot over the next 12 months trusted i just trusted it's just the start of it we'll have to wait and see won't we steve you know and there is also another argument the dearer they make it the less curious will drive it, it, it stands to reason if it was like £2,000 a year, certainly, but if you're selling up the price to a million pounds a year, you'd get no. So somewhere on that sort of Y-axis, moon-shaped curve thing that um, Ian understands far better than me, um, there is a point. But the more the price goes up, the less drivers join. The less drivers join, less competition for jobs. more chance you've got of either winning a job or winning a job for more money. So it kind of is a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's interesting. Maybe I have some thoughts on that. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So that was a CX. Also, did I did the one? Oh, I've been meaning to do it for ages. It kind of, I thought it might be a little bit complicated. It, it wasn't really as fair on road laws as I thought it should be, but it, you know, it's just honest as it came out. So I did one on the two satnavs next to each other, uh, ways versus road lords. Mr. Bruce says, take the truck dimensions out of road lords, and we'll have a look at the same route. I'll be honest with you, Mr. Bruce. I've done that in the past. Ways always wins. If you just put it as a normal satnav, ways is a better satnav, which is why I run both. Because if road laws was the same as Waze, satnav wise, I'd just run road laws. There's no point. But but, but it doesn't do the um, doesn't do the heights and measurements. So David L. David J. M. says he enjoyed the tutorial. He said, I must admit, I do have the luxury of pre pre planning my journeys, especially when my good lady Jan, who has driving anxieties, keep up the work. David, I wish we did, but that's not the way the CX works. The way the CX works is, you know, I'll, I'll tip the job. And then I'll sit there, and then a job will ping up, and it's like, okay, I'm in Eastbourne. Oh, there's a job coming out of Lewis, and it's got to go to Slough. Yeah, I can do it. And then you put it in, you, 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 you come up to it, it's, it's, you can be there in three quarters of an hour. Well, that's 15 minutes on for that for driving a truck. I can be in there in an hour. Brilliant, I'll send it through. Great, I'll head off. You head off straight away. I haven't got five minutes to get the maps out and map it all up. I suppose maybe I have. Does anyone use maps anymore? But you could potentially get out, just double check it, but... Half the time you haven't even got the right details. So you've just got to go and hope for the best, which is why we have the joys of wonderful satnavs. 
but well done you, and I hope you and the good lady Jan are enjoying life on the road. Um, Shane Hardy says, never had a problem with Waze or Google Maps saying that, never had to use an HGV sat-nav. So the long short of the story is you enjoy the tutorial. Yeah, I mean, back in the day when I was in a Luton, it was far less of a problem. I didn't have to use Dolly sat-navs then. But as soon as I jumped to 7.5 tonne, it kind of became more necessary. Now I'm in the 18 tonne, do it all the time. But it's not hard, so it's fine. Uh, MoviePod said he's enjoyed it again. He said, I'm getting Waze again. It's, it's the, I think it's the best car stroke van sat-nav out there. Bar none, because it's on your phone, it's really, really good, live traffic updates, it's free. The only problem I did have with Waze was um, sometimes if I came out of Waze, because I had to check something and then go back into it again, it had stopped. Now I have the advantage of being able to run two two screens on my phone, I don't ever have to come out of Waze, that never stops. Which is why I kind of Google Maps won for a little while, but I still think Waze, even that I found Google Maps irritating. I find I personally like Waze, just my personal opinion, I like it, you do you. Um, TC Services, he says, I use Waze for almost all my driving, but it can take me through some very narrow country lanes, which can be quite stressful, yeah, even, even with the two running, I still end up at country lanes, and they're horrible. Um, Plus, sometimes it takes me to the right area, but the wrong location, whereas Google Maps will take me to the right place all the time. I would use it more often, but I dislike its orientation. I found with Google Maps straight ways, ways was more likely to get me to the right place, or at least 50-50. And again, if you prefer Google Maps orientation, use Google Maps. It's fine. Use what you like. You know, there's other ones out there. Use whichever one you prefer. But, um, yeah, it works for me. Um, MKL says, don't right, he says, don't touch your phone to check things or touch your sat-navs when the engine's running for even when you're because e once you're pulled over your keys are in, it's six points, new law there's even a law about having your phone in the phone, phone holder blocking view right, I did do one on this um, with changes to the highway code and as far as I understand it um, you can't pick your phone up for any reason you used to have a loophole where you could say, I picked my phone up to video an accident. I picked my phone up to video someone who was dangerously driving. That one's gone now. Um, you certainly can't pick your phone up. You can't make phone calls, like hold your phone to make a phone call. You definitely can't send messages or emails while driving. I mean, that would just be absolutely stupid. But what you can do is if you've got your phone in a phone holder, and it has to be in a holder, you can use it the same way as you would like use in-car navigation or change the channels on the station. So if you feel like I have the BBC iPlayer and if I decide to change from BBC Two to Six Music because um, we've gone from, I don't know, Jeremy Vine to Chris to Craig Charles in the afternoon, I can go bump, six, play. I can do that. I'm legally allowed to do that. As far as where your phone should be, it should not be in the area on the, on the windscreen where it's going to block your driver's view. And a lot, I see a lot of people doing this. They've got their phone there, and I think, why? I put my phone, as you'll see, um, I've done a video on the phone, so on the um, lorry setup, because it's coming out soon, is on the dashboard underneath the windscreen. So it's, it doesn't obscure anything. If you've got to put your phone on a windscreen because there's nowhere on a dashboard to put it, put it there. Put it on the bottom right-hand corner. If you think about where the wipers go, try to put it somewhere where the wipers don't go. Because the wipers are the bit you need to see. Put it down in the left-hand corner in the little bit where you've got the kind of grey bit because the windscreen's never that clean. That's the best place to put it. But, yeah, no, I, I, I take on board what you say, but I believe that if it's in... And that's what I mean. And also bear in mind that even if it's in a holder and you're using it, you can still be nicked. 
You can be nicked for driving without due care and attention. You can be nicked for dangerous driving. And if, you, if something happens and they can go back and prove that you were mucking around on your phone when you smashed into a car and killed somebody, you're going to prison. So be very wary. All I will say with regarding the phone while driving, you shouldn't touch it at all. Or you should, if you have to touch, you know, like to sort of like to receive a call on the hands-free, or to change a radio station, or if the sat nav says rerouting, and you go, no, I don't want you to reroute because if you do that, way it's going to take me down country lanes. No, thank you. Use it responsibly, and use it as little as you possibly can. And if you don't have to touch it at all, all of the better. Um, Van Ryman says. Get a TomTom Tom Go expert. Never let me down. Vehicle dimensions and weight off. No hassle, no stress. And Steve SDC Services says you still can't beat TomTom Tom Pro Live. There's a good reason why it's not free. And there's the rub. It's not free. <laughs> Whereas Waze and Roadlords is. My mate Ian up the road, he says we all use TomToms. He said they're fantastic. He's, he's driving Arctic. So it might be a different story if I ever got into an Arctic. He said we use Easy Drive. Easy drive's fantastic. He says, it might take me an extra 10 minutes, but I know it's going to take me as close to the location as it possibly can on the biggest roads possible. And that's something Road Lords doesn't do. And I wish it did. Because even still, Road Lords will send me down country lanes if that country lane says that it can take an if it can take an HDV. And sometimes that's not fun. You get to the yard and you go, there's a big road over there. Why didn't it send me that way? You do you. I still like free. Uh, and finally, Avon Mouth Filter 2 says, I put my Amazon choice up against anything you've got. The intelligent alert system is out of this world. Free Europe and UK updates, all roads and mobile speed cameras, even deduct your driving time uh, to and alerts to your hours left. That's kind of cool. On, on your, um, So it actually calculates your driving time and how long you've got to drive to get there, according to how much time you've got on your taco clock, which is kind of interesting. Um, Garmin, Roadlord, Apple, anything you want come close. And it's only £68. I put in Axel Weight, job done. I would like to know more about this. I typed in Amazon Choice. and Amazon, Now, is it, is, is it like a gym way you've bought off of Amazon or one of the exuberant sat-navs, which we had once? It was painful. The user interface wasn't fun. Or is, it, is there a sat-nav out there called Amazon Choice? Or is it a program that Amazon run like for the flex drivers or the relay drivers? So... Ava Mouth, if, you, if you're listening, mate, have you got a bit more information? If you could stick it in the comments. I'd pay 68 quid. I, would, I don't want to pay 500, but it's 68 quid. Yeah, that's all right. You know, I, 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 you get that back in one, don't you? So you get it back in your first job. So, yeah, a bit more information would be lovely, mate. So time to go to the wise guys. Um, Steve Campbell seems to change his name to Steve the Trucking K-U-N-T. That's not how you spell nut. Nut is... K-N-U-T. And even then, I think that's the German spelling. Um, it ain't illegal to carry... Oh, yeah, because one of the guys asked, is it illegal to carry parcels in the passenger seat of the van? Um, he says it's not illegal to carry parcels in the passenger seat of the van. Terms and conditions of company policies are not law. And C11 Yan Ian says, um, he says, I agree. Look at the bottom of every insurance policy. At the bottom it will say, nothing written within this policy stops you as a third party for claiming or words to that effect. So what he's saying is, it's not, look at your own, I think the, look at your own personal insurance. Ring them up. Go, I mean, my goods insurance. Read your goods in transit, people, and say, are my, are my goods uh, insured if they're in the front of the van? They'll say yes or no. So it seems to be an individual thing 
not a, a not a countrywide thing. Uh, yeah, again, I don't think there's any law against it, as I understand. Um, Vascular Lab. We got a question from Vascular Lab. He says, "I have a Mercedes C200 CDI. Bath Cash Checker says I don't have to pay, but London and Bristol says I must pay. Can you tell me why the difference is? My car is 2011 years. Um, so I don't understand that. Maybe Bath has got different regulations towards the other two. Uh, I would just turn around and say, if you check it on their website and it says you have to pay, pay, because otherwise they'll find you. If it says you don't have to pay, take a screenshot." And if they try and find you, go, you said I didn't have to pay for this. I can show you an email if it working. That's what I'd say. And in conclusion this week, we have one from Conin uh, Crookston. He says, here's an idea for a video. He says, really nice shippers, but horrible receivers. I had a situation where I took a job on, all going well, got to the delivery point where I was instantly hit with abuse for not being there at the agreed time, apparently two hours before I even bid on the job. I explained the situation, but not good enough. Shouting and swearing. Eventually took one pallet, then disappeared with my pallet truck. Ten minutes later, I called the shipper to explain, and they went and found him. He said, I just need to finish this, and I'll get the other one in 20 minutes. I took my pallet truck back to the van, called the shipper, and explained that I would need to take the second pallet back to the collection point. The next, <laughs> next the guy comes back out, shouting and swearing, being aggressive. I left. Shipper calls, they were very nice about it. A few extra calls were made and I was asked to go back for, they've arranged a new person to be on site to receive and ended up okay. What are the rights and wrongs here? What would be the correct way to handle this? I think you've just got very, very unlucky with a very, very angry bloke and I don't imagine he's going to be working there very long with an attitude like that. As it is, I have done a video um, this week because a couple of things came up before. I think Steve at SDC Services, someone else said, or someone else... It's on the video. It might have been one of the truckers. said, have you ever encountered... Um, oh, it might have been Steve, uh, uh, Steve the Nut, ex-Steve Campbell. Um, have you ever encountered a moody fork truck driver? God, yes. <laughs> so I've done one on how to deal with moody truck drivers. And that also stands for moody people on gates, uh, moody people in offices, and moody people in the warehouses who try and nick your pallet truck and scream and shout at you, despite the fact it's just not your fault. It's coming out soon. So there you go, guys. I'm going to go and, and now I've got to do the uploady thing and all that. So you should get this round about 10, 10.30, maybe. Once again, sorry I'm late. I did bring a note from me, Mum. Um, and, oh, sorry, Kat. Power to the people. Well done, you. Take care. Take money. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.